All right, Jake. It's almost coming to be the end of 2023. We got to talk about every movie we watched this this year. All what right. do you have to say about that? What do you what do you want what do you have to say about that? Jake, what do you have Oh Jesus. Can you hear me? No. Was that no directed to my question or No. Can you... Okay. Can you can you hear me? Jake, I don't know, Jake. I don't know what you're saying. Wow, this is like super embarrassing. No. Like, you're lucky I don't have my uh my Black Magic Pocket 4K Cinema camera, or it'd be really embarrassing for you. Lucky we're miles apart, and you can't beat me anymore. <laughs> All right, so today, all you Preston and Jake podcast fans, we're going to be talking about all the movies, new and old, and all the shows, new and old, that we watched this year, and but if we like them or not. Actually, I have something I'd like to say to the fans. Okay. Or lack thereof, because... Um, I didn't see us coming up in anybody's Spotify wrapped. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's, it was really disappointing. Yes. So that... as, as a fandom, everyone needs to step up a bit. Mine was amazing. In case you didn't know what my Spotify wrapped was, here's a picture of it. And in case you didn't know what Jake's was, here's a picture of it. Let's start out with the biggest of the biggest this year. The one, the two movies that everyone watched. Old Dads in the FNAF movie. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I didn't see Old Dads. So, first on the list, we have, uh, we have Barb and Heimer. Two, mo- two movies, obviously. Barb and Heimer. All right, let's talk about the elephant in the room which is my ranking on instagram because because that's ruffled feathers i'd say you know i thought it was a great movie and besides the fact that they didn't show japan exploding it was a perfect <laughs> movie. so with oppenheimer or open i say oppenheimer sometimes and everyone makes fun and it's of wrong me. but you keep saying it so <laughs> i don't <I'm>... care <laughs> I didn't like the movie anyways. I'll say whatever the fuck I want. I posted a picture on Instagram or on my story and it was a thumbs down for the Oppenheimer. But I also but I gave a thumbs up on Barbie. And surely if you give one of those things a thumbs down, some fucking annoying person is going to be pissed off and they're going to get into your DMs and they're going to say they're going to ask why. As if it's like, but don't you know that like 
uh, I don't know if you knew this, but Christopher Nolan. Cinema. Where I stand on Oppenheimer, and the reason why I gave it a thumbs down is because uh, it's something that I never, I have never done in my life, and it's I have I disliked a movie not because it's a bad movie, but because of but out of protest, and it's something I don't do ever because I'm usually just kind of like separate the art from the artist, you know, separate whatever surrounds the movie you know from what the movie if the movie's good it's good you know these fans of of like Christopher Nolan are just so fucking embarrassing to know and and I used to love Christopher Nolan but now I'm just kind of like one thing his style is just eh like I'm getting so tired of this cacophonous annoyance in his movies where the the orchestral like the orchestra is just so bombastic and loud. As much as I used to love that, I started finding it to just be like, like he's just filling up all this space that could be, you know, some good space in a movie. You know, good silence. When the movie came out, uh, there was a Red Letter Media a review of it, and I love Red Letter Media. Um, I don't know guessed? who could have guessed and he he's writing a lot of dialogue driven movies most of the time but his dialogue sucks and I think he knows that so then he just like puts a bunch of music over it with the same in, like the same intent that uh that Orson Welles has in Citizen Kane where they just want to wake up the audience with like a a, a parakeet squeal in the middle because he knows that people are falling asleep you know and it's like well if you don't want them to fall asleep then you should write better dialogue you know more enticing dialogue that's like that's my whole thought process and that was the reason why I didn't like it and then I watched the red letter media thing thinking that they were going to dislike it too uh because they I feel like they would bring up the same case and they brought up the same case but they still liked it to be honest it is a well-made movie but like I I don't know, I was just, I was kind of like super tired of the style, of Christopher Nolan's style, and of all his fans watching his movies, and com- always being pleased by his style, to the point of that satisfaction completely blocking out any, any like, good critique of the movie. You know, and it's and it's like, you know, every person that likes that movie, whenever I ask them why they like it, you know, it's not like anything about the story, about it being a, a, a great story that should be told. And I actually wanted it to be told. Uh, It's more about like the way it's made and like the cinematography. It's all about the the crazy effects that they do. And it's like, yeah, that's all great. And that's all well and good. But like I we all noticed that we all knew that was gonna come with the with the Christopher Nolan package. I like I I think it was definitely it definitely had that kinda now expected Christopher Nolan 
vibe over the whole thing. I don't think it had as much of it as Tenet did. I think Tenet had so much of that and it, it was just like, it seemed like an AI generated Christopher Nolan movie. But yeah, Oppenheimer, um, I don't know, like I thought it was, I, I, I liked the story. I thought it was well told and I thought like the, the point of it landed and I thought they showed this guy uh, full of regret and misery. And I, I thought they did that pretty well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it was also like, like I like the movie as a movie, but there was also just I part of the fun of the viewing experience was looking at that guy um, and seeing all <laughs> the that guys in it. It was a full of, it was a, it was a, <laughs> A cat of that guy's yeah uh, it w- which was weird like there was no reason for it to be but then that also became like part of its like popularity is that it for some reason had like josh a ton of Peck. yeah it had a ton of people it's from got mr robot unrelated things it's got john um, boy from the boys yeah <laughs> i thought it was cool and like they had all these guys in there i'm like well i'm sure Christopher Nolan just thought these were like the best guys for the the thing or whatever. But then like I saw like I was like, wow, they, like these guys are young to be working on the atomic bomb. And I guess they they might have act the real people might have been actually that age and I don't know if it was just because it was like the 40s or whatever. But like seeing the real life images, these people look way older. It's it's what they say on uh, on Vsauce. It's there's a v- Vsauce video saying why like why do old like people from the past look older, like at the same age? I don't know. He he did a whole video on that. I think it's like I think it's that case where they were like actually twenty years old or something, but they look well, like they're just 50. like if these people looked that age, I might actually like have believed it better. <laughs> <laughs> there was that scene that everyone always brings up when he has to give the speech to everyone and everything goes silent and that was an amazing scene and i actually really loved that scene and i thought it was it was a like a perfect scene to end the movie on and then there's like 30 to 40 minutes after that 30 to 40 minutes of uh robert downey jr villain origin story yeah and it was like it was just so like also yeah robert downey jr's like villain thing was just so like corny and like cartoonish and you don't really need to see the rest of the movie to really get the same message across Mm. and it was like there was no need for that if anything either you make it into like a second movie you make oppenheimer the sequel and you have like (laughs) you have like a whole it's like the the people versus oppenheimer is what it would be called you know, it would be a separate movie, or you can splice it up. And I know that Christopher Nolan loves to do this, where you can splice it up and sp- spread it out through the movie. Yeah, no, I think I think a lot of the court stuff at the end was like superfluous. <laughs> That's a good word. Yeah, and I said it correctly. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. Like I. I, I, I liked, I think I definitely liked the first half of the movie and I liked seeing the process of getting this bomb together and like, I liked how he was like a nerd, but also just like, 
a normal guy and kind of a womanizer. Like he wasn't like the yeah, he wasn't Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory where he's like, um, actually, yeah. but no, I know I like that a lot because it was just like it was so like it was such a change in what we would normally see even in like biographies of real historical people yeah you usually see them make turn them into like someone who they aren't and it's like it put more dimension on a person who is human yeah. and a real person i mean apparently like he didn't actually try and kill his teacher that one time but um do you remember that yeah apparently like that wasn't real <laughs> Like Why the just, fuck did they put that in there? <laughs> I think he like talked about it. Like he's like, yeah, this is something I was thinking about doing. He was he was probably just like drunk one day. And he's just mm -hmm. like fucking this guy. I fucking wish this guy was dead. And then, I wish you I know, and then... put cyanide in his apple. <laughs> <laughs> it's so like incriminated, like incriminating. <laughs> well, the one part that like was just stood out as disappointing me, and I think this is just because of what had built up before the movie is the explosion. The ex oh, yeah. Because they, like, the news, like, I don't know, like, there was reported that he, like, recreated the Trinity test for the movie, and I was like, wow, that's very Christopher Nolan. Can't wait to see this. And then it was, like, just, like, some fireballs and stuff, and I was like, oh, I, I like, okay. It didn't even have a mushroom effect. It was yeah. just, like, it was just, like, a, like, I don't know. It was, like, it kind of just sprayed yeah instead of actually making a what a nuclear bomb would look like yeah and i guess like as an audience member you're just supposed to be like well i assume a big explosion was there <laughs> <laughs> yeah because the people that would that i when they saw my uh thumbs down on it there were people that were like shut up you're lying um and i was like hey you know i'm not lying they said hey did you know that in The Dark Knight Rises, Christopher Nolan actually dropped a plane out of another plane? Why would you say this about Oppenheimer? I said, I, I, I just said, like, yeah, I'm not lying, dude. I'm, you know, I'm telling the truth. And now I haven't heard from that person ever since. <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie. Who gives a fuck about a yeah. movie? It, it's dividing so much. If you don't like this movie or if you don't like Barbie or, you know, any movie at this point, if you don't like it, or if you love it or something like that, people like hate you for it. It's this yeah. is kind of like we are living in the worst time ever. <laughs> I mean, fuck, you know, Black Plague, Great Depression. <laughs> they, you know, you can deal with it. All right. But I'm getting hated because I didn't like I didn't like uh, Oppenheimer. Yeah. As much as anyone else. <laughs> you know, it's comparable to uh the actual detonation of the atomic bomb <laughs> <laughs> no but this one girl like texted me and she was just like i know it really dragged a lot and it felt super long and it was super boring and i'm like that was that's like the exact opposite of how i felt of it if anything i was having like a like a seizure during it because <laughs> it, it was so loud and so like cacophonous and there's like those moments where like the fucking uh, second AC is just like flipping the iris open and it's just like letting all this light in and it's like it, it looks like the bombs going off and, and it's just like Jesus Christ, you know, like, ah, <laughs> it's like, fuck, I felt like I was being attacked by the film. I mean, it wasn't that bad. I wasn't like, like, it wasn't super bad, but um, that's a great movie.
if anything, I wasn't bored through this movie. I was awake. So good job, Christopher Nolan. You you, you kept me awake during this this movie that's filled with dialogue. Yeah. Even though even though tech, I I really wanted to hear the dialogue. I really wanted to hear what the fuck they were saying. You know? But I I, I didn't know it like I don't know what the fuck they were saying most of the time. I was just kind of like, I think that that guy is mad at the other guy. <laughs> so, and I think that that guy is trying to incriminate that guy. So These scientists, you know, they aren't getting along. I don't know if he is happy about the bomb that he made. <laughs> you know, Emily Blunt does, doesn't seem too pleased that he was <laughs> sleeping with this other woman. Whoever the fuck says... I'm not. I wish I could see the bomb go off. You're fucking stupid. It's like, oh, I wish I could see like the towers go down in in uh that that Ed the uh the that tightrope walking movie. <laughs> but this story doesn't need to have no, that because the it story was about him. Like, and it's he about wasn't him. in yeah. Japan watching it happen. The one, the one modern like I like blockbuster part of the movie that i laughed at was when um young han solo when he's like yeah this one guy voted against you he's like what's his name john f kennedy (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh no i think i think we got a little challenge ahead of us who is it stalin (laughs) it's like that scene at the end of the the king's man (laughs) i haven't seen the movie but i think that's like the funniest shit ever where they like did a mcu style uh, villain introduction for hitler yeah right (laughs) that's great like i like i feel like it's just it's kind of just expected now in movies that you have to set up the next villain but it's so weird when it's like a real person (laughs) Like in a dictator and a terrorist. Yeah. Like yeah, it's <laughs> one like one of the worst people alive, and you're just yeah. But yeah, that's Oppenheimer. I I I know I gave it a thumbs down. I guess I don't recommend it because of that on my Instagram. But I I will give it a thumbs up to anybody who isn't a fucking idiot. You know, I'll give it a thumbs up to anybody who knows why this movie's made and yeah. what the purpose of this movie is and what like what it is in the world. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I liked it. I I think I, I don't know. Like like I didn't I didn't love it. I wasn't astounded, but I thought it was well made. I thought three hours didn't feel like three hours. I feel like it was like paced pretty well. And then I feel like I walked out of the theater and I, I really like felt what they wanted me to feel. And I was like, solid movie. But I think I also. I found out recently that I like like movies more if I'm pleasantly surprised. So yeah. I think that probably had something to do with me liking it because I I really did not like Tenet. Yeah, well, in speaking of that reason of liking movies, maybe we should get into our next film and move Barbie a little bit further ahead. Oh, okay. Our next film, a movie that we were both pleasantly surprised by, and and because of that reason, we kind of like it more than it really deserves to be liked. Oh, the Flash! The Flash! 
what a fun movie i it like i i don't know i don't know people don't like it people don't like it i it was one of the funnest movie going experiences i've had in a long time there's so many things that you can say against the movie like like the star is an awful person um and like the effects are horrible and they are horrible but i don't know and I, so is the star yeah and so is the main yeah no i i definitely agree with you on this because i you, you well i wanted to watch it with my dad in the theaters and we just kept on pushing it off but i only wanted to watch it because i heard it was horrible and i'm like oh dude i can't wait to watch this horrible movie it's got this horrible person in it and it's got horrible vfx or something like that i wonder what else is horrible about it but it's just those two things yeah and then like everything else was just clean clever funny yeah it has some other problems but the like the two things that everyone talks about are two things that i have always been like i don't give a shit if those are bad like i don't care if the people making it if the person apart like that's a part of it is a horrible disgusting person i mean we've been watching those movies for god knows how long and and it's just coming out now that every single person in Hollywood is basically a scumbag. Yeah. And I still love those movies. I don't care. It's yeah. like they're great movies. And and then also VFX is like I don't care about that because I love a lot of old movies and I think a lot of people love old movies that have dated effects and whether they remaster it and make it into a, a newer version in, in the effects category, it doesn't really matter because the movie held up being as classic as it was if the story wasn't good then yeah i would definitely shit the fuck all over this movie yeah but the story is such a solid time travel film and it's basically getting the same exact like structure of a of a time travel movie but then just putting new things in it that kind of uh refresh it and make it will you know make you willing to watch it uh, even though it's the same thing as any other one. Yeah. And yeah, and, and it's I think the only problem that I actually have of the movie is kind of like it kind of drags a little bit when uh when what is her name? The Superman Supergirl? Uh Supergirl of that unit. Yeah. When she comes in, the movie slows down and kind of sucks after a while. But other than that, it's it's not like it doesn't suck. It just kind of slows it down, and her character is very boring, and like she doesn't do anything, which is just a problem with the DC not knowing how to write Star uh, uh, Superman anymore. I think Ezra Miller, or at least their portrayal of Barry Allen, can be super annoying. But, like, I think it's more tolerable when, like, the super quirky bits are just in, like, little segments. And, like, I I don't know. Like, I'll, I'll use the comparison of, like, the two Justice Leagues. Because I think the theatrical released Justice League had just, like, they just chose to use him as the, the like, the comic relief just all the time. And he was always just the, the quirky guy. And then I think in the the Zack Snyder version, like he actually had some character moments, and he had like he had the quips, but there was stuff in between there that made the character likable. And I feel like 
that was kind of the same with this movie where it's like i think you could have easily had him be too annoying but i thought he was like fine and i think they also kind of pointed poked fun at it a bit because they had the version of him that was like super annoying and he would go this guy's so fucking annoying for me it's like i think i can take people being annoying because i grew up with like spongebob like his whole character is just like the annoying optimistic person and then there's uh i don't know like i was watching elf recently um because it is almost christmas and uh i was watching elf and i was just like dude this guy's so fucking annoying but i love it yeah because it's it's like that's the character and it's like it's all about people who have tolerance for it so like if you don't if you can't handle that then yeah you can't handle that but like i don't know i think it's just the fact that like you know i don't really give a fuck and i don't care if he's annoying all i care about is just watching a movie with with, that is solid and that is entertaining and i had a lot of fun during it and it was hilarious it was like a movie made by a youtuber yeah well it seemed to have like a lot of kind of more like inside jokes yeah it was like a very niche type of comedy like when they do the just the joke about like when the like primary barry loses his powers and he does like just the weird run around the room <laughs> and they like make a joke about how weird ezra miller's like flash run is like i like yeah that. or when they do like when they did like the eric stoltz and back to the future like i feel yeah. like a lot of people won't get that and when i was watching it it felt like some youtuber with the a very niche type of comedy in like a very small upbringing that doesn't really like that is very confusing to like to like older people and they don't understand the the like what what's so funny about these fucking these yeah. kids are, they love this guy it's like you know I loved it because it was, like, directed by some type of, like, I don't know, uh, Julian Smith. I, I don't know if you guys, if you know that cool dude. Not MLG really. Haunt. Those are people, exactly. It's like, you don't even know who, who these people are. But it's like, those are, like, people that I grew up watching. And it's like, I was with my brother this weekend. It's like, there's just these jokes that, like, no one gets except for me and my brother. And we would just, like, be, like tossing these jokes back and forth and my parents be like what the fuck are you guys saying and we would just be cracking up because it's like it's like it's only only we would find it funny thought it was a good movie Uh, i recommend the flash yeah oh one other thing i liked i thought it was the best at doing a movie that wasn't the origin story like it was the first flash movie but it wasn't an origin story but they still included the origin in there for people that don't know and also, wait, I also wanted to say how I loved the Kronos ball or the Chrono ball mm-hmm. segment. As much as, the you know, really stupid, all those different, like, uh, universes were. Yeah. I like the idea of, like, oh, you know, there's these universes com- colliding, but then they, like, show all the different universes and it looks bad and it's like. That was obviously, that, like, that's one of those things that you watch it and you're like, well, this is obviously, like, the producers said, hey. What if we just put a bunch of cameos in here? Yeah. Um. And it was... Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of distasteful for people who die, you know? Yeah. And they're just, like, kind of well, putting... Well, also, like, 
Yeah, like, and I, I don't know. I, did you see the thing that, like, Nicolas Cage was saying recently? Where he was like, yeah, I, I filmed stuff for The Flash, but none of that made it into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess they just took whatever they filmed and chucked it out and then just put in the bit about, like, yeah. they just completely CGI'd him fighting the spiders and stuff. You know, what else he filmed, though? A little movie... I like to call dream scenario. Whoa. A little segue I saw into that. that. But, but yeah, so suggest, uh, I suggest the flash. Definitely. Yeah. Thumbs I suggest up. the flash. If you're cool. Dream scenario was good. Um, do I have anything more to say? I mean, I thought Nicholas <laughs> cage, he like, I mean, he was Nicholas cage where he's like, not really Nicholas cage. Like he kind of disappeared. I feel like, not disappears into this role, but it's, I don't know. He's very good at doing character stuff. Like where it's, I feel like this was not a distinctly Nicholas Cagey role, but he did it very well. When the, the, when the movie started and I got to see a glimpse of who his character was for the first time, uh, after the, the beginning dreams scenario, it was like, Oh my God. This is going to be such a character movie of like, like, I don't know how to explain this guy and how to like, how to really grasp who this person really is and who they're really trying to make him out to be. But I totally know what they're trying to do. If you had any other actor, they would have flopped. You just fart. Yeah, no, I got a Snapchat <laughs> notification. But if they got anybody else to play this role it would have been a flop because it would have just been a normal nobody, which yeah. I know is what they're trying to go for. But he was such a, like a very distinguishable nobody. Yeah. There's such a, like a beautiful balance between like comedy and sadness in the movie. And I feel like Nicolas Cage really does a lot of the heavy lifting when it comes to that bringing like comedy to this really just sad sad character yeah oh and and before we go in any further about this movie like i think we need to talk about um uh this man the creepypasta that it's kind of based on i i i think they took the idea from the this man creepypasta and i used to love that as a kid thinking it's like the most the scariest guy i've ever seen but the premise is exactly the same where it's about a man that uh, people are seeing in their dreams. It's just this time the movie is about more about the fame that can come from yeah, that, hap that scenario happening. It really wasn't it, about dreams at all. No, it it's it's one of those movies, like a Charlie Kaufman movie, where it's like they're just getting very basic ideas that are seen in every movie, in every story ever. And, but they're just portraying it in a very wacky way that we haven't seen before. And that's why I really liked uh, Dream Scenario for its premise is because of that reason. It's just like, it's just a normal story that we've heard a million times, but we're just finally seeing it in a different light. Like, I don't know. Like, I, don't, I don't have like a ton to say about Dream Scenario. Like, I don't know. I think it did what it wanted to do effectively. I think there's some parts of it that i 
like i don't know there wasn't much that bothered me i think there was just there's just like certain vibes and parts of the movies i felt were very much just i don't know kind of film people vibes that annoyed me i don't know it felt like a very it's very a24 yeah like there's parts of it that just felt like it was like a movie for film like cinephiles the the other thing that i noted about the movie is it it jump scared me a few times like just with just loud noises <laughs> like i don't know just from the beginning like when whenever i don't remember what the object is that gets dropped through like the glass table like just in like the beginning dream that made me jump and then there was like a few other moments like that where it just had a big loud noise that like in a quiet moment that really made me jump there was some parts where i was like genuinely frightened Mm -hmm. like you, you know they did that part where um Nicolas Cage was just standing in a corner and it was all yeah. dark. Like that, that, that shit has weird. that shit has become like a, a new fad for um for A twenty four art film horror films, like extended horror. Mm. And it and it mostly started from hereditary. Another thing that I liked about the movie is that they never explain it. Yeah. It's just there and then it's gone. Like it's it's not yeah. a movie like kind of emphasizes that it's not a movie about the dreams at all but it's just like what if this weird thing happened but yeah. what if it happened to this guy other than that i think the only problem i had the only other problem i had with this movie was um the editing because it was very experimental and there are certain parts where i was like i see what they're doing but it didn't work and it and it's like it's just kind of like they're trying to see what fits and what sticks and see what these interesting editing ideas that they have and see if it works and it sometimes does and then sometimes it's very choppy and didn't really land but it could have been one of those like heavily regarded as like like a uh, a movie that like is as classic as uh like as like Jaws or like Back to the Future or something where it's like the premise is just so solid and it works so well. It could have been one of those movies. It just didn't really work that way, but it's still not bad. So I I don't know if your theater was the same as my uh, full of college people theater, but did you guys get the same um avengers level reaction when michael sarah popped up no uh we we got a few people being like ah you know like oh my god you know it wasn't like a big like (laughs) it was no my theater was the portal scene from endgame (laughs) speaking of a24 i don't know is there any movie that you saw that was a24 that wasn't dream scenario nope (laughs) because i watched talk to me it's that Australian horror film where it's about a porcelain hand mm-hmm. that's like shaped like this, and then they have to like hold the hand, and then they say "talk to me," and then like they get like a travel into like this realm or something. Uh, that's how I perceived it when I saw the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
God damn it, this is one of the best horror films. Mm. It's such a solid horror film, and it's very gothic. I watched it on the plane back from Las Vegas literally yesterday, and I'm, you know, I'm sitting right next to some fucking, like, me- like this, uh, some old Mexican lady who just can't sit still. And meanwhile, there's, like, you know, fucking children crying in the background, and I'm listening in on some, like... Delta airline headphones that they give you and it sounds the sound is horrible and there's like a blaring light in my face and all these bad things were happening and I still got f- like frightened the fuck out of by this movie. Damn. It's not filled with gore and the gore serves a great purpose for the story and and Really, what the more more horrifying aspect of the movie is isn't the gore, but rather the like the the horrible like imagery in your imagination of what the world that they're setting up is. These teenagers take a hold of this hand and they they do the the talk to me thing and then they get addicted to it like drugs and they they get they get a euphoric reaction out of uh doing the talk to me thing or it's like it's like a it's like a kind of an allegory about drugs in some way and and it's not like it's not flawed in that allegory but it's it's kind of like uh it works really well in that aspect and then it ends really well too where it has such a bleak ending that can serve very well for the the perspective of the drug abuse of the uh, perspective of the movie but it also works very well for the story so i think it's just super solidly written really well made it's it's one of those elevated horror films by a24 so i bet a bunch of fucking teenagers and you know, kids love this film, but they will never even like see exactly what they're trying to say about <laughs> teenagers or anything. They're not really gonna look at it like that. But that's kind of what the movie's about. Uh, yeah, one of my friends saw it, and he was super hyped to see it because of like, like I feel like one of the reasons why it's getting a lot of notoriety now is because it was made by like YouTubers or like people yeah. who did YouTube. Um, and then they were, I guess, I don't know what the process was, but they were given a chance to make a big old movie for themselves. So that was cool. That's super cool. Cool to see that, that pipeline actually turn into something. I feel like a lot of people start on YouTube hoping that eventually they'll get like a more stable career and then they just stay on YouTube. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, like, who knows? Maybe it even happens to people that have podcasts as yeah. well. I mean, this could happen to anybody that has a podcast or a YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah who, and it doesn't even have to be Australian people either. It can be American people, maybe people that live in Savannah, Georgia, who go to SCAD. Maybe two guys who are... <laughs> maybe two guys. Maybe two guys who are... Uh, 21 years old and uh trying to start something i wonder how many people that applies to though (laughs) 
but but who knows maybe maybe uh maybe maybe they have uh names that start with a p and the other one starts with a j i mean it could happen to those guys those guys it, it could happen to you know anybody else but you know, it could happen to anybody. But personally, you know, I'm rooting for those guys. I'm rooting for those guys. <laughs> I personally don't think anybody else deserves it, to be honest. I think I think if anything, A24, if you're looking for uh somebody new, just like the talk to me guys. Yeah. You should pick those guys. <laughs> We're just like the next. talk to me guys, except yeah. better cuz not Australian. So, A24 if you're listening, Albert24, um, we just like to say we talk to each other. And hey, we, whoa, 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 whoa. Who said anything about us? I'm talking about the, the, these the, the guys. These respective um, youths that started a podcast, you know. And yeah. I'm sure they like a lot of A24 stuff. I'm sure they liked Dream Scenario, and I'm sure at least one of them liked and one of them might watch it someday. So, you know, hey, give them I'm a sure chance, that, will Yeah, ya? give these guys a chance. Yeah. yeah. So now that was the talk to me review. Uh-huh. Jake, why don't you talk to me about the creator? Well, now I will. Um, <laughs> it was one of the movies I was most curious about watching. Because they really, they they hyped it up in such a low-key way. From, like, the first trailer, I remember watching, I was like, oh, Gareth Edwards, I, I liked Rogue One, and I, I thought Godzilla was pretty good. Um, I love Godzilla. Yeah? Because of one reason. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Brian Cranston. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron Taylor Johnson, just a big kick-ass yeah. fan. I was like, oh, this looks pretty good. Like, the effects look pretty good. Um, it looks very much like Rogue One. And But then at the end of the trailer, it had this whole thing that was like, it wasn't just, come see the movie, it's coming to theaters. It was, experience the motion picture event. And I was like... Wow, that's ballsy. <laughs> and so I went to go see it, and it was pretty good. It was a, I don't know, it was a pretty good, like, modern sci-fi movie. And and it was like, it's good in that, it's good in that sci-fi sense where kind of like dream scenario the sci-fi aspects isn't really what it's about and there's a good just story there otherwise and there's like the sci-fi-ness is like, but that's what sci-fi is yeah and that's what and the, yeah but i feel like nowadays people are only doing the premise rather than the story behind yeah, it. yeah like i i think there's just a lot of robots for there for being robots but this uh, there was the robots and the sci-fi-ness, but it was there as more of a metaphor for, you know, uh, other things. Mainly, like, kind of unnecessary wars and stuff. And, but then I think it also had just that modern flavor of AI, which is very hot right now. 
but I think what really made what really made me like the movie was all the visual stuff. I think throughout the movie, it's just such a beautiful looking movie throughout. Yeah, you in the back with your hand raised. I gotta take a fat piss. Okay. Can I hold you for a second? Yeah, I also need to do that also. <laughs> so. Break! Before Jake gets here, Jake believes Jake believes that you shouldn't vaccinate your kids. All right, don't tell him that I, I said that to that. you. What? Print that. What'd you say? You can print it? that. I think Gareth Edwards' strengths are very strong in this movie. I think he's good at um, just. The visual, like, the framing of things and just making very, uh, the other thing that is his strength is visual effects. Um, and all the CGI in this looks so crisp, so well done. Like, every single effect is, it, it looks, it looks great. It's somewhat like the best effect work or like just the best CGI stuff like I've seen in like one of these modern kind of blockbuster um movies and I don't know there's like there's a few problems that I had with it I think it definitely felt too long um as opposed to Oppenheimer it was I don't know how long it was. I feel like it was probably around three hours. Denzel's son, John David, did pretty good. Um, I thought Better he, than Tenet? Yeah, I liked him more in this than I did in Tenet. Even though I liked him in Tenet, I thought he was one of the stronger parts about that movie. Um, but I, I like. I, I think he's... It's it's one of those things where you're just like... I I don't care that he's a nepo baby. He's good. Like it, it it I feel like it shouldn't matter if you're a nepo baby if you're actually good. No. Um, I think there's a lot of like like a uh, perversion of the term nepo or you know, uh mm-hmm. there's a there's been a lot of perversion in nepotism, like the term nepotism. Yeah. It it has it's it, people are using it for like the worst like reasons to hate a person yeah it's like nepotism is like yeah nepotism is more about like if you are bad and you don't deserve to be in the field if you're getting opportunities you shouldn't solely because of who your family members are then yeah i like you shouldn't that's dumb but if like you're good who cares there's a lot i don't know if it's I don't know if it actually has a 70s feel or if a lot of it being set in Vietnam, I think, gave it like a 70s feel for me. Were they playing like clear, uh, like Credence Clearwater Revival all the time? Well, yeah, well, like it's, I don't know. I think it just has like a lot of Vietnam War kind of feel. Because <laughs> in Vietnam, it's like about these soldiers and they're like, I don't know. I would want to see him do like a, I think he, just his visual style could go really well with like a Bond movie. I think if 
they wanted to give him a Bond movie. I don't, I don't, I don't know if, I don't, is he British? I don't know if he's British. I don't know if they give Bond movies to people that aren't British, but. <laughs> no, no. I, I think they, I think they should. Um, I feel like, yeah, I, I want him to do more stuff. Um, I feel also while I was watching this movie, I would, I was, I would say to myself like, wow, I feel like this guy would do a good Star Wars movie. And then I forgot that like, he did. <laughs> um and so i don't know how much of rogue one is him but i like i like rogue one um i i i think i liked it more than most people at the time but if you want to see my review on rogue one check it out on youtube oh it's up it's up there <laughs> link in the description is it? do you have it's a up. review of rogue one yeah it's private though now because oh. it's, it's just like it's along with all the other youtube oh. reviews that i did that i hate yeah yeah i don't i i liked it more than the force awakens uh really yeah and and that yeah no i know that was my big unpopular opinion at the time because i didn't really like the force awakens and so then i saw rogue one i was like hey this this was a good one actually i love force awakens man yeah all right (laughs) 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 no i think i i think i have very controversial opinions on disney star wars but that i get that that's for another day or for right now and i can talk about ahsoka no nope. but <laughs> no we're not doing this right now man here's my two minute review All right. of ahsoka because ahsoka came out this year so i can talk about it okay there I'm you go to talk about ahsoka all um, right i'll let this ahsoka i'm gonna put my i'm gonna yeah this is me talking about ahsoka I liked it. I mean, I didn't love it. And it was it was honestly kind of disappointing that I didn't love it because it was like my most anticipated Star Wars thing for a while because I mean, I liked I liked Dave Filoni. I like I like Star I like Clone Wars and I love Rebels and Rebels left off on that big cliffhanger and I was like, "Oh my god, how are they going to how what what's this going to be?" And I thought it was going to just be a an animated thing and they said that they were going to do it in live action and i was like wow this should be even better than an animated thing but now i kind of wish they just did an animated thing because i feel like it was really as much as i liked a lot of parts of it um i think it wasn't structured well it was very like there was a lot of nothing that happened. I think the good parts when something happened were really good, but those were very far and few between. Um, Rosario Dawson, I think, is a good Ahsoka, not a great Ahsoka. Um, I and it might just be because she was given really boring dialogue to say, and she was directed to be boring, but she was kind of boring. Um, I liked Sabine, uh, Natasha Liu Bordizzo, I think is her name. Um, I thought she was fine. I think she was also just, for some reason, boring. Um, I thought, as much as I love Mary Elizabeth Winstead, um, I love, I like, uh, how can you not love a Mary Elizabeth Winstead? But, uh, I think she was miscast as Hera I feel like I don't even know how old she is in real life but I feel like Hera gives off like mom energy and I feel like Mary Elizabeth Winstead 
feels too young to be giving off that mom energy. Um, the one thing I, well, so Thrawn, I liked Thrawn in it. I'm glad he was there. I'm glad it was played by Lars Mikkelsen. Um, I thought he felt like the animated version of Thrawn because it was the same voice actor. But Thrawn didn't do anything Thrawny. I feel like why people like Thrawn is that he's always that super calculating villain. He's always one step ahead of you and he always has a backup plan. But I feel like Thrawn in this, he kind of just kept saying that he had a backup plan. And then you, like he didn't actually do anything that was strategic. Um, but I think the one thing that was perfect about this show was um, Ezra... I forgot the actor's name who plays Ezra, but he was a perfect Ezra, just the best, I don't know, like he just, I feel like that was just a perfect um, animated to live action translation, he nailed that. Um, uh, Shin and uh, Ray Stevenson, what was his name? Uh... Oh, I saw what I, I saw the Meg too, the trench, um, which I loved. I loved, and I'm I'm really hoping that they do uh, a Meg three primal waters because it's based on a book. If you didn't know, the Meg movies are based on books. Um, and I love Jason Statham. Um, I think that's what started off my Jason Statham kick this year, which then eventually led into us watching Crank. Um, but yeah, so when I, I, I was really excited for the first Meg cause it looked really dumb and I, I like, I like a good, really dumb movie. And I feel like they didn't in the first, the Meg, um, I don't think they went dumb enough. I think it was definitely dumb, but I think it, there was also points where it took itself too seriously. Um, but Meg Two: the trench, if you were worried that Meg Two: the trench was going to be too serious it's not it's not it's a really dumb fun movie um jason statham playing jonas taylor great name uh he he jet skis over a megalodon while like spearing it um you know great stuff um there's a giant squid i honestly think the shark versus squid fight should have been longer um but uh other than that um i liked it um but i yeah so i think there was no i i i it was just a dumb fun movie and i hope they make make three primal waters is that a beard you got a beer yeah wow look who turned 21 no but how was vegas though actually that was great. Yeah. I mean, it was, um, what I definitely do? had my family there. Yeah. Well, uh... that's, what that's what I'm wondering. Like, what did you do? <laughs> um, well, um, first day we went to get dinner and then we went on the high roller, the big Ferris wheel there. And then I had my first drink at 12 o'clock, but my grandparents went to sleep and, uh, and then I got a, I got a white Russian and then uh we went to watch dream scenario watch that um my dad ghosted me for a bit uh because i said something and he was <laughs> i offended him or something and 
Just stop talking to me the rest of my birthday. <laughs> I we I woke up and like uh, there was like SpongeBob Happy Birthday decorations everywhere. That was cool. Yeah, and then um, uh, but it was funny because the night before, uh, I got up to go take a piss, and I like I walked out of the room, and then my mom is just like, "What are you doing?" Like right outside the door, and I'm like, "What the fuck." I'm just trying to take a piss, and she's just like, close your eyes. And I'm like, all right. Because I knew, like, when she said that, I was like, all right, they're putting, like, they were putting up some decorations or something. All right. So then I go to the bathroom, and then I go back to sleep. And then I wake up, and it's just, like, a few banners and, like, a happy birthday in in SpongeBob text. And then that's it. (laughs) You go into the dome? No, but we we were literally right next to the dome. Yeah, we were right next to the dome, and wow. it was like insane. It was like a, it was, it was like one of those, uh, um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine memes. <laughs> I was walking around and I took some pictures with them, with some, uh, like one of those girls. I They're saw. Like dressed, I, yeah. You saw that? Yeah. My dad was just like, "Hey, you got to do this for your birthday." I'm like, "All right, whatever." <laughs> and then, um, yeah. So then uh, I took a picture with some girls and. And then uh, there were like naughty, there were like naughty Santa's. Is that what they do? Do they just take little naughty pictures with people? Is that their job? Well, it's just kind of like uh, you take pictures just like with your arms around them, but then like then you have to turn around and they have to spank you or something if you're you know if you're naughty. <laughs> <laughs> you should get a drink, man. <laughs> what do you what do you think is in this mug? <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, I, I forget what happened later on that night. I, I guess we just, it's too crazy to remember, man. Uh, I, and then we went, then the next day, uh, you know, gamble, whatever. We went to Meow Wolf though. We went oh, to, yeah? we went to Meow Wolf. Which one, which Ome- one is the one in Vegas? Omega Mart. Ooh. It is so cool. Yeah. And and my brother and I were like the only <laughs> like we bring our parents and our grandparents and they're just like they don't know what the fuck is going on they're like I don't know what's going on here and then they just sit down and like just rest for like <laughs> like an hour and then my my brother and I are just like going around you know we're just doing all the little like achievements and everything i think i should just do a review on this um, cuz this is you know this is kind of like a in a traction or something it's, it's some form of entertainment it's just a different medium uh if you do all the achievements and then you get hack you have to like hack into this computer get this email and then you have to go back up you have to go up to this computer area and then give the email uh then like a uh, get all this data that you stole from the resistance to the uh ceo um and then uh then you get hacked back by the resistance and they ask you if you want to join them and then you can either say no or yes but i think that if you say no i think it's just going to be like a that's the end of it but we wanted to play more so so uh we we said yes to joining the resistance and then you have to go into the omega mart to do it and there's like two different little like screens you have to scan your card onto and then it hacks 
into the that one screen you have to go to the other screen across the market and then hack into that one and then once those two happen all the lights flicker on and off in the the market which happened in the beginning because you enter into the market first and when you go in there there's just a bunch of people that are already ahead of you in the story so then the lights will flicker on and off and you're like what the fuck is that what is that what is happening and then you go in through the whole thing and you're like oh shit okay this is like part of the story and that was the last thing we had to do in order to like win the game i guess it was like we just had to do that last one and we scanned one and it said okay go to the second device in the uh in the supermarket and then we go to the second device and we scan that one and then it says okay go to the second device in the supermarket and we're like what okay we went back we went back to the first one we scanned that one and then it just like resets where it's like we're not even part of the resistance anymore and we were like what the fuck's going on and we were just like going back and forth going in the back and stuff and then we just kind of like asked for help by one of the workers which they're trying to act as like characters who are working for the market so it kind of like ruined the uh, immersion because then they're just kind of like they're they're supposed to be working for the market that we're trying to take down so it's kind of like the immersion kind of dissolved but you know it, it's still like we kind of were experiencing technical difficulties and then they got like the uh the it guy to come down and they saw that like our like card wasn't working and he's like oh shit this sucks and then he like he left and he came back with two different cards that were filled with all the shit all the all the achievements and all the different little downloads that you can get on the card because there's like videos there's files there's all these different things that you can get and we didn't really have the time to get all of them but we got all of them anyways so i was like thinking that i can just like download all this shit on my phone or something because you can like scan the qr code on the card mm -hmm. on your phone and then go to a website and then see all the different data that you have on that card and i was thinking i can just scan it and then like send it to like matt pat or something so he can like do all his like theories on it and shit it was great it was a fun little thing it it's definitely aimed more towards like our age right no it's I, like I my know. my parents did not know what the fuck was going on with no that so i went to one in new mexico it's i don't know what the name of the one was. It was is it the one with the house it's right? the house of something yeah and i my mom saw it like when she was looking at like stuff to do when we were going to new mexico and she didn't know what it was and i knew of it and i knew like what it was and I'll, so when we got there i was like oh sweet we're going to meow she's like yeah i guess i don't i don't know what the, i don't know what that is <laughs> and so we went there and i was like expecting her to immediately get like just kind of overwhelmed and like <laughs> be like this is weird but she loved it oh really she loved it she said it was like the favorite thing that she did on that trip nice. like i was so like she was more into it than i was damn and, yeah she was like it's one of the coolest things i've ever done in my entire life i'm like wow okay it's just kind of scary when you see like there's like different like avenues of like information you can get yeah like for mine it's like we there was a computer room where like most of the storytelling kind of like became a like was was being told through that computer room but that computer room has like what like eight nine different computers from yeah. different people 
in different characters in the story. So it's kind of like you go to a different computer, it has another like a, a completely different like set of files you have to like look at, and it's like, I am I supposed to get all of this? I, I can't yeah. stay here for like a day. Like I I want to go home after this. You like, know? Do people like I wonder if people like will like that live in that area will go back like multiple times yeah well th i was asking the person that we were staying with like standing next to and that we asked for help and she was like saying or yeah she was saying like um like oh yeah there's like sometimes some people who like get really like invested in the lore and they would like come in multiple times just so they can collect all the different files and then here i am like standing waiting for my card that's gonna have every single file <laughs> on it <laughs> it's like i think we have to recommend this not even yeah. like it's like there's no doubt you're going to recommend this. Yeah. Because this is like a new medium. It's almost like uh, if if like there were like the, there were two different people in the past named Preston and Jake. And they had a little like show that they were doing where they were like seeing all these different pictures and photographs. And they're like they were like this is a really great photograph. I recommend it. But that is not really that good. And then this movie comes out and they're just like. Yeah, I fucking recommend it. Yeah. You know, you see that movie where the train comes by and you think it's going to hit you? Yeah, I, I recommend it. <laughs> I almost pissed my pants. It's like, I don't even know how to, like, critique this yet because yeah. it's so new. And it's, it's so, like, it's such a, like, a futuristic concept. I don't even know how to, like, if it's good or not. Maybe it is bad in the future. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, that's what I feel like with the Meow Wolf. It's like, this is probably going to suck. Like, you're going to, like, later in the future, there's going to be more and more yeah. interactive experiences. And they're going to be like, oh, that's so, like, ar archaic, you know? But it's like, I'm like, dude, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's just such a new way of storytelling in such, like, a fun kind of environment that, like, yeah. it's just, it's something that, like, you should just experience. And I, because, like, I've always, like, I always want to recommend it to people, like, after doing it, but I can't really describe it. So yeah. I just kind of be like, you just kind of, you just got to do it. You just got to do when it. You, when you told me about Meow Wolf, I'm like, oh yeah, I heard about that. What is that? And you're just like, it's, um, it's like an experience. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this? Like a drug? And you're just like, uh, no, it's not a drug. It's, but it's kind of trippy like drugs, but it's not, it's real. And it's like, I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's like, you just got to experience it. And I'm like, all right, fine. I fuck. And then I did yeah. it. I'm like, and now here I am. I'm like. Yeah, it's kind of like an experience. <laughs> I, you know what I noticed, uh, from my birthday, uh, and my f my first interaction with alcohol, um, because I was scared that I'm gonna was be that like my your, father. Like very first interaction, like drink of alcohol. Yes and no, because I have gone to church. Oh, okay. Very few, few times. But it's not like, you know, it's not like you're getting drunk off of, like, wine. Obviously, like, a uh, communion wine. You know? It's not a lot of it. But also, there's also a good chance it's not even wine. And it might be non-alcoholic. So, I don't know. I might have, you know, drank alcohol and I might have not. And if I have drank alcohol back then, it doesn't even matter because it wasn't even that much. Are you saying you didn't have parents that were just like, here, try this. Get, just give it a date. But I did. I oh. just, I was, I and was just, such a fucking said, prude. No, mom and dad. Yeah. I'm not 21. Yeah. I don't um, want to go to jail. No. Uh, I am going to wait 
no, that's basically what I was like all my life. And then I tried it this this weekend, and I was like, this shit is so like. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> like I have, I haven't experienced what it's like to be drunk yet. But obviously, I might. Kind not of. Not I don't... even a buzzing. Maybe. And I was scared. I was really scared because I was just like, I'm probably gonna be like an embarrassment, like my dad. Um, not like he's not like he's <laughs> an embarrassment. Not no. like he's an embarrassment. But I, you know, he he's a very lightweight person. So I was kind of like, um, I was like scared that I was gonna like embarrass myself because like. I don't know. I I, I didn't want to like kind of seem like I couldn't handle liquor or something. And then I took it and I, I I just I could handle it. And then I almost was more disappointing. Like being a lightweight is it's more economical. <laughs> yeah, it's way you better. You don't have to pay for as many drinks to get the same effect. Yeah. By the way, by the way. By the way, um my dad and I uh took some edibles uh during thanksgiving oh snap <laughs> yeah how was that it was just my dad <laughs> he's having a bad trip and he's just like saying like he's like he's like saying like it's like man dude never again i'm not having i'm not taking weed ever again man you know and then he's just like saying like he's just like i'm so sorry preston because <laughs> he and he's like and he was like saying how he like felt um later on he was like saying how he felt that he felt responsible for me taking it and, and that I was having a bad trip. And there was a part where he thought that I was I was actually having a good trip because there was like music playing and I was like rocking my head like this. And he was just like, he was just kind of like, okay, good, Preston's having a good trip. And then the music turns off and then I'm still rocking my head like this. <laughs> and he's just like, oh no. He's <laughs> like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Okay, um, Indiana Jones is fine. You saw Indiana Jones, right? Yeah, let's do that. It was fine. Like, there was, I think there was elements of it that were definitely better. I think <clears throat> just it looked better. Wait, what did we talk about before? We like, we had a, we had a whole very, conversation about it. We had a whole I, conversation. Well, that's what I'm like, that's what I'm like, fine to speed running it. Cause I, I feel like I've just in my personal life, I've talked this movie to death. I saw it once, really didn't like it, was really disappointed. Um, and then I saw it again and I liked it a bit more. But overall, like it just, it's, it's nowhere for me. I know people like, like it better than the fourth one at least, but to me, it's, it's not like maybe as a movie, it's better, but it just doesn't feel it's as an Indiana Jones movie. A very famous term that I don't like to ever say. It's a movie. It's a movie. And I feel that way with this, where it's just like, it's not bad. And does a pretty good job but then i ask myself i mean it does a pretty good job in all the departments that you know that are just necessary in just making a competent movie and then i ask myself i uh did i ever need this in my life like i don't think that anyone can you know say that like the fourth one is like a necessity to have in your life but like at least with that one, it's like, I can understand, I can fit it in to my world, into like m my life and my experience, and I can un I can fit it in. With this one, it's just kind of like, it's not even like the hype or anything, it's just more like, uh, it's like they tried to hype it up, and it's just, I just didn't have that Yeah, energy. it just, there was no moments in it that 
like no action scenes in it that felt comparable to anything in the previous ones well it's like in the other ones they utilize a lot of like their environment because it is a, a period piece in every single movie and in this one it just kind of felt like they had the opportunity to utilize certain things like the parades that were happening and they didn't really cleverly utilize it for the advantage of like for the story you know you could have like i don't know started chanting something that got them all to like you know attack the people that were chasing you in the parade but instead it was just like the guy just shot a gun and then everyone went on the ground and it was just like not really that much of uh, that good of a payoff but it's like you know it's it's not as clever as george lucas and steven spielberg are yeah like the, i don't i didn't hate the movie it was just like there was just nothing it was just kind of an, like an all right movie the I, the one part i did like that i thought was good and clever was the scuba scene when they go in underwater i thought that felt very core indiana jones i think the best part was the ending for me just because of how stupid it was and they they went to the past and it was like i mean you definitely need to show the artifacts effect right yeah so it's like it's not like bad that they did it it's just so like corny and dumb and that's almost where i felt like it was mostly indiana jones because it was corny and dumb yeah it just to me it feel like it didn't feel like an indiana jones way of showing the power of this artifact it felt i don't know just it felt like it could have been in like a completely different adventure movie series i feel like indiana jones there's usually more of like a more like less outright showing you what it does and like it'll kind of like shadow it in some stuff and it has more of like an artistic spin on how the the effect of this thing is like displayed and it was yeah. just like in this one they just they just crash back in time and like i know it's like the biggest the big spectacle of the film but it's like usually you kind of want to minimalize it but i still kind of liked it just because it was so dumb and it was just kind of like it was just kind of like the only interesting part of the movie where i was just like my like, ah, shit they went back in time and then the ending happens and i don't know how to feel about that ending it's like, I don't know, I, I could I could see Indiana Jones just living the rest of his life in the past. It'd be kind of depressing, but like, I don't know, it seems like that's what he wanted to do. It's like, let the guy die out there. You know, he's super old. Just let the guy, let the series die, just in general, man. It's like, I don't want to see anymore. I just want to like... Well, it's weird, because it was also just, I don't know, like it's this... The franchise has had three different endings at this point. Like, the I mean, obviously, like, the most famous one is, like, Last Crusade when they ride off into the sunset. That's it. And then when Crystal Skull came out, I feel like they had to feel like they had to put a, another cap onto the franchise. So they have, like, him getting married and they all walk out of the the church or whatever and then the credits roll i'm like all right that's like a that 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 could be an ending to a indiana jones franchise and then like this one they gotta do it they gotta separate marion indian uh, marion and indy again so that they can have them come together again and it's like okay yeah i guess i don't know i feel like 
you, you know, I don't know. I feel like this is just one of those things where it's like, it's only staying alive because a big corporation has found the potential of, of you, you know, squeezing it out, you know, and milking it dry. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know if all Indiana Jones fans like think this is like an amazing movie because they want it to, they want the franchise to live. But I certainly don't, I don't want the franchise to live. I want it to die out. And I just, all want I want, like, I know like Harrison Ford is kind of irreplaceable as Indiana Jones. But what I want is just, I would want, like, a little animated series where it's just him, like, Indiana Jones in the prime Indiana Jones age, just going and doing little adventures. That's that's what I want. Well, that whole beginning part with the young Indiana Jones was just way too long. Yeah. I don't know. One other thing is just, like, I love Phoebe Waller-Bridge and, like, other things. I think she was just wrong for this part. I feel like, and also just new short round Teddy, I think his name was. I think he was, it was just too obvious that they were trying to do new short round and he just well, wasn't. And also, I feel like he was round. like way too, he was like really ugly. I fucking oh. kid. <laughs> like, but I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know. But I don't know. But that's don't know. exactly how I feel about the movie. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. No, this one's across the Spider-Verse. Oh, yes. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. All I can say is I recommend it. Yeah. No, wholeheartedly. I, that, like, this is... I mean, they, they they did it again somehow. I And I like it better than the first one, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just... I don't know. Really, really good movie. I mean, it's... it's Yep. It's at the same... Like, if you... I don't know. I don't know who's listening to this and hasn't seen Spider-Verse, but... Um, if you watch the first one and you liked it, it's that. It's the same quality, if not better. Yeah, it's it's it's, and I think the thing is, is that the only thing I can say about this is that um, what it looks like right now is that it's following the classic trilogy format fairly well. Mm-hmm. Um, not only in story, but also kind of in quality. It's because you said that like it's um, it's just as good if not better than the first one mm-hmm. and that's basically how every trilogy usually works and i think that's you know we can agree that the same way uh with back to the future it's like the second one is just as good if not better than the sec the first one the the third movie usually is the lesser loved yeah. one obviously i don't know i i think i'll still like it because personally and I think you can agree with me on this, is that the third one usually is lesser loved, but undeservedly. Because seeing this one, I see it and I'm like, you know, they it's just as good, if not better than the first one. So if anything, it's following the three act the uh three movie structure of most trilogies. And also in the story, because they have quite the uh bleakest point the uh cliffhanger ending Mm -hmm. that most movie most second movies have and uh it kind of follows that and we talk about this a lot this format a lot in the the crank three streaming with rage podcast so we don't really have to talk about it too much but like i'm i I think i'm i'm a bit of a super fan for 
Phil Lord and Chris Miller. So I, I trust them enough to not make a, something that's glaringly bad. Even if it's not as good as the previous two, I feel like it can, it'll still be solid enough. I, I have been talking about this with a lot of people and it's that I, I am a little bit scared of beyond being not as good in the sense that with the way that this, the across the spider verse ended, it almost seems like they're trying to say that, um, you know, you can be Spider-Man without anything bad happening to you. You don't have to have bad things happen to you. But personally, I have a big gripe against that because I think you should have something bad happen to you if you're going to be Spider-Man. Yeah. Be because you can't have a good Spider-Man story without having those bleak moments where, you know, Uncle Ben dies and, all, and, you know, and all those moments that define their character. And that's usually what defines the superhero. And they talk about that in this movie. And I really like that they bring it up. But I'm also kind of scared that, like, is the third one going to end with him having like the happiest ending ever? I don't want that, but I can trust Phil Lord. Is it Phil Lord? Mm -hmm. Phil Lord and uh, Chris Miller. Mm -hmm. I can trust them enough into understanding what is necessary for a Spider-Man movie and what is necessary for just storytelling. And then we were at the screening of it at SCAD, which had, uh, I think, Phil Lord, right? Mm -hmm. It had Phil Lord on the panel, and he even brought that up uh, of him saying that, like, he wants to talk, he wants to have it end in a way that, where it's, it's a, it's not going to be a perfect ending, but it's more of like learning how to grow up and going through obstacles that enhance your maturity. And that just kind of like made me, like, really, grow a lot of trust in the movie now so i was kind of like oh shit hell yeah because i didn't want it to be like the happiest ending i did want him to have some type of bleak ending because that's what makes spider-man spider-man and i think that mostly has to do with the uh the exaggerated black swagger of miles morales's character <laughs> <laughs> um i th i watched blue beetle now that it came out on a hbo max and i i thought it was pretty good it was it it took me by i think it was surprisingly good i think i went into it expecting a basic superhero movie and it is a basic superhero movie but it's got a little extra flavor that uh that i think just made it really special got a really good family dynamic and it feels it feels so like it's not set in the 90s but i it feels so 90s cool yeah i'd recommend it is it better than the flash no but it's it's enjoyable and i'm liking this dc movies being enjoyable for a change yeah and mcu kind of sucks right yeah. now yeah now the turntables how you know the the shoes on the other table yeah which is turned oh my last recommendation uh uh New Doctor Who came out. Uh, David Tennant's back as the Doctor. And there are two specials out right now. The next one doesn't come out until this Saturday. But uh, I'm freaking out, man. I'm freaking out. The, I know. I know. I know.
All right, let's talk about Barbie. Oh, yeah, Barbie, we were, yeah. Remember we were going to talk about the Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, that was good. <laughs> so that was our favorites of 2023. 